been mm-hmm. to your lunch our worship. I know that uh, many people have probably come out of their offices. Maybe you're walking uh, towards your lunch or you're sitting somewhere in the office or just out with your colleagues. But this is yet another moment when we can follow you with the word, follow you with the message of the Lord at your workplace, that we may continue the conversation of the most important, of the most needful, the preparing of the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Now, in one of the conversations that I said, in a series of conversations, we have seen very clearly that the Lord spoke about the renewal of life by the Holy Spirit, renewing life. And in that renewal of life, we saw that the Lord referenced us, He brought us into the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47. I want to squeeze this in for you at lunchtime before you go back to your offices. When He said, the man brought me back, Ezekiel 47, I'm reading on, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming from under the threshold of the temple uh, east for the temple faced east the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple south of the altar verse 2 Ezekiel 47 he says he then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside of the gate facing east and water was trickling the, the key word there is trickling trickling from the south side Verse 3 said, as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured of a thousand cubits, and he led me through water that was ankle deep. Verse 4, he measured of another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured of another thousand cubits and led me through water that was to the waist. He measured of another thousand cubits, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough this. So it's very powerful. You know, he's talking about a river that's coming from the presence of the Lord. He's talking about the river that this generation really needs. The river that is flowing from the throne of God, from where the Ark of the Covenant is, from under the Ark of the Covenant. He's talking about the life-giving Spirit of God, the river of God, flowing from the presence of God, the temple of God. And he says, then he led me back to the bank of the river, Verse 7, when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river, you see. He said to me, the water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to Arabah. That's a valley. It's called Arabah Valley in Israel, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the Dead Sea, the salt water there becomes fresh. Look at that. It has healing power. So it can heal. It can heal the waters there. It can heal the Dead Sea. And then he says, when it, when it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the water flows. Look at that. The life-giving water, life-giving spirit of the Lord is what he's talking about. And he says, there will be a large number of fish there. This water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shores from En Gedi to En Glaim. And it says there they will, there will be places for them to spread their nets 
And he says the fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea, meaning so vast. You know, Mediterranean Sea has a lot of different varieties of delicious fish, nice fat ones and healthy. It's a very powerful uh, place for fish to for fishing. There's a big fishing going on there also. And then he goes on to say, verse 11, but the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left to salt, meaning there will be need for some saltiness to, to be able to feed electrolytes into the water, the fish and so forth, for some salt. And then verse 12, fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both sides of banks, of the banks of the river. The leaves, they will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruits, delicious fruits, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruits will serve as food and their leaves for healing. So this, at one point this became really a very important, uh, a very important uh, benchmark, this particular scripture in our conversation, especially when we were talking about the renewal of life by the life-giving Spirit of the Lord. The renewal of life by the Holy Spirit of the Lord. And we saw very clearly that the Lord was speaking about the role of the Holy Spirit into the present-day church, in the present-day Christian salvation. How the Holy Spirit is so important to bring back life. You can see what is happening in the church. You can see the drought that entered the church. To the extent that visitations went down, you know, no more. You know, there are now no more visitations. The church drifted her way. And so this river that the Lord is talking about is the same, is synonymous to the same river that we saw at creation. And at creation, if you go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, this is what he says. A river water in the garden flowed from the from Eden, and this says, from there it was separated into four waterheads and four headwaters. The name of the first was called Pishon, and it flowed through the entire land of Havila, where there is gold. And the gold in that land is good gold, aromatic raisin, onyx are also there. And then he talks about the second river and so forth. This particular Pishon River, the fall of man, it was withdrawn. This Pishon River disappeared. Until today, people cannot find it. When man fell, it was withdrawn. When the Ark of the Covenant moved out, it was withdrawn from the garden. And so, you see that God is talking about the life-giving Spirit of God. And it's flowing from the temple of the Lord. If you look at the book of John, which we saw, John chapter 4 also, we saw very clearly in the book of John chapter 4, um, and you don't have to get to your Bible because I know you are at workplaces today, but John chapter 4 beautifully laid it out also. The waters that bring life, the springs of living waters. John 4.14, and you say it very clearly here. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks the water, this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So the Lord essentially talking about the life-giving spirit of God 
that needs to flow into the present-day church. You can see in this ministry there's a big flow. Cripples are getting up and walking. The gospel of righteousness, the, 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 the water that comes from that temple is the water that needs to replenish, revive the church. The spirit of God that needs to flow into the church, revive the house of the Lord. And we saw from different scriptures like Jeremiah chapter 2, 13, that the flowing spring and river do represent life. Because he says wherever the river goes, everything there is brought to life. It's brought to life, resurrected, resuscitated, back to life. And the Lord said that the gospel of grace, it comes with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he says that river, that river you see flowing, uh, that, that's the blessings of God. Eh? It brings the blessings of God into the house of the Lord. It's the life-giving spirit of God resuscitating life into the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it says, God's provision. Let's talk about God's promise to Abraham and when the grace would come. God's provision to his children. God's healing. The cripples you see walking today. And God's providence. God's security. God's refreshing times in the church. If you look at the book of Psalms 46, real quick, because I know you are in your lunch hour. Uh, Psalms 46. It says the following, the book of Psalms 46. It says, in Psalm 46, if you read verse verse 4, verse 4 is sufficient. It says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. So he's talking about the river of life that flows with life, and wherever it goes, it brings back life. How do you know that it has brought back life into the church? You'll see the gospel at the pulpit changing. Now they'll preach the gospel of life. Right now they're preaching the gospel of death and hell prosperity, the things of the world, the perishable, they are directing the church, the things of the world. But it's saying, when this river that was promised, the latter anointing, will come into the house of the Lord, he will resuscitate life. You'll hear the preachers now talk about repentance, rebuking sin, talk about the coming of the Messiah. They need to prepare the way. Talk about holiness. They'll be speaking life. This is the power that this river has the life-giving spirit of God into the church. You'll see healings coming back, visitations. Like now in this ministry, you see tremendous healing. We saw in Brazil the very powerful healing that took place. And here we are seeing in Kenya until now during the coronavirus, we have more than, I think we have 38 healings, and about 36 of them are total, total cripples. Those are total cripples that were pulling themselves from Changa on the sand and getting up at one decree from Nairobi. That is what that river is meant to do, to bring blessings into the house of the Lord, into the life of the Christian. And he says, life-giving spirit of God, bringing God's provisions, God's providence, God's healing, God's word, God's refreshing time, God's security, and bringing everything you need in order to live within the house of the Lord and a comfortable life, the life of the grace, in this time when the church really, really needs to be resurrected, resuscitated, and revived. If you look at the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2, 
it talks about it, verse 14. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 14, he also talks about this tremendous river. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 14. Very powerful time in the church, blessed people. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, he says the following. If you look at Habakkuk chapter 2, again emphasizing on what would happen to the earth when this river comes. And he says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So he's talking about the life-giving grace of God. That when this river comes, it will bring the gospel, it will empower the gospel. And the gospel will be all over the life. Everybody will know about Christ. Right now on the earth, there is so much idol worship. They are the religions that are doing their thing. They are not even, as though they are not aware, Christ Jesus went to the cross and died for them. But he says, this is the river that will bring them to light. The whole world, the unborn again world, the idol worshippers here on earth, hmm, this particular river. And what is amazing about this river is that it begins as a trickle. It's coming from the temple of the Lord, but it's trickling. It's simply trickling down. It's unlike all the other rivers. So this is actually a miraculous river. This river here is a miraculous river because all rivers we know from their source, they come with maximum power. They bubble. You hear the storm. That's why many times electricity is produced from their water sources where there's powerful flow with powerful current. And then as they go down, they lose the power as they go really down to feed the land. But this particular river is the opposite. It starts by trickling from under the altar of the temple. And then it becomes a huge river downstream, gaining depth and current. So he's simply talking about the ways of God that are different. And he's talking about the miraculous river. This is not your ordinary river. This is a miracle. I know that many cities, if you look at Babylon and many other cities around there, they were built by river banks. All those civilizations came up. There was a water source, came up by rivers. Babylon had the rivers of Babylon, you know. But only Jerusalem was built without a river. Egypt was built by the Nile. But Jerusalem, he deliberately built the city of God, the real estate of God, the headquarters of God, where there would be no river. Why? Because he wanted his people to depend on him, to learn to entirely depend on him, that he may give them water from heaven, from above, that as they sustain the good relationship with him, then they would receive water from above. He would irrigate their fields. They would have not to go. They would not have to go and fetch water. And this river, flowing as Ezekiel describes it here, talks about the present-day church, the present-day life of man, man's life. But today also you need replenishing. If you look at the church, if you look at the global economy, the coronavirus I prophesied. There is a situation on the earth here where death has entered, turmoil has entered, 
anxiety, uncertainty. Life has changed. If there's any generation that needs a refreshing from the Lord, if there's any moment upon the life of the earth when really the earth now needs God Almighty to intervene, it is this hour. It is this generation. Because you see so many dead bodies. The whole world is preparing vaccines. This is the first time now in your generation that the whole earth is going to be vaccinated. The costs involved. And people are not sure. They're saying when you're vaccinated, you still have to maintain distance, wear a mask. Hmm? It's, a, it's a terrible place to be. So if there is any generation that really needed the intervention of the Lord, even you as a Christian, even you tuned in your office right now, having your lunch break, or somewhere in the gardens of Nairobi, Moi, uh, the gardens of Kericho, Kisumu, Kakamega, Mombasa, you can see very clearly that you need an intervention of the Lord. Probably the job securities that people had, you don't have anymore. Church, life in the church has changed. Children have not gone to school. If there's any moment when the earth, life on the earth needs an intervention from on high, from the river of God, from the presence of God, it is this generation. It is this hour that needs that. So the water, it's amazing that this life-giving water, the life-giving spirit of God, this renewal, this wonderful miracle that is bringing life, Dead Sea is about 26 to 30% salt. Nothing goes there. But it says when this river, the water touches, the Dead Sea heals it. Now there's a lot of water there. There's a lot of fish coming, a lot of life. And the trees, where there are no trees growing at the bank, now there are big fruit trees with delicious fruit. And so the Lord is talking about productivity, life back to you. And he's saying, he's ready to do the same to you who is listening to me. Maybe you're in a hospital somewhere. Or maybe today you are both said that your company may not survive. And maybe you feel in your life that your life is not going well at home, your marriage, whatever the case. The Lord is talking to you. He is talking about, he is longing, the way he longs to visit you. And you see that this life-giving water does not come, life-giving spirit of God, this wonderful river that resists life, brings life, the newness of life in the Dead Sea. Now a lot of fish like the Mediterranean, people fish, big fishes, delicious fishes there, and a lot of fruit trees, and it says even the leaves are for healing. Death has been chased away. So probably you will need death to be chased away from your life. But this water, the source is the temple of God. You see that? The source is not a government building. The source is not a working place, a marketplace. Not at all. The source is not a stock market, the economy. The source is not a sports stadium. It's not a science lab, pharmaceutical company. It's not a technology company of, of this high tech. Hmm. But this water, this life-giving spirit that renews life, that brings revival into your life, comes from the presence of the Lord. You see, it comes from the house of the Lord. So the house of the Lord is still the hope of this world. He's saying that the salvation of God that is coming forth from the house of the Lord, the house of the Lord is still the hope of this world. Jesus is still the answer for this world. However terrible things may look now, you cannot, you will not find solutions. All the solutions you seek that are human solutions 
are going to be temporary solutions. That is what the Lord is saying. That the source of this river is not the marketplace, is not a government institution, is not uh, one of the first world governments giving loan or what, IMF, World Bank. It's not the marketplace, a scientific lab, a sports stadium, because this generation, you know, they make so much money in sports. They fancy sports, they watch sports. It's not coming from there. It's not a pharmaceutical company, technology company somewhere. No. He's saying this river is coming from the presence of the Lord, from the house of the Lord. And so the Lord is directing you as a people and is telling you, where to find help. If you look at the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 22, it says, I did not see a temple in that city because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And if you look very carefully at chapter 21 from verse 1, look at what it says. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. You see that now? And then he said, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, among his people. And if you read Revelation 22, we says now, verse 1, then the angel showed me, the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the presence of God, from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great city, the great street of the city. On either side, he said, stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, meaning the fruit will never fail. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. And he says, there will no longer be any curse. Look at that. No more death. No more sin. And so the Lord is speaking to you, you that are in your workplaces. Today I've decided to follow you up in your market workplaces, in your workplaces. And he's saying, there is a life-giving spirit of God that's available. That spirit is willing to renew your life. Maybe you feel exhausted. You feel your Christianity is not working. When you go to church, the pastor is talking about projects, projects, projects. Nobody ever cares about your eternity, your well-being, your welfare. And you see that, you know, you've been going to church with your husband, but now he's back to sin. Or you yourself have been going to church. And now you, you realize you are back to sin, and you see you are, things are not going well. But the Lord is saying that there is water that comes from the presence of the Lord. There is the flow of the Spirit of God that is flowing from the presence of God, bringing blessings. It's the life-giving spirit of God, bringing the providence of God, provision of God, healing of God, the eternity of God, security of God, refreshing times of God, bringing the gospel of grace, renewing life. Where there was dead sea, your life was dead, bringing life anew. And that's why, and the Lord is encouraging you that, again, it will come from the house of the Lord. It will not come from anywhere else. It will strictly come from the house of the Lord. It will come from the presence of the Lord. You have to find a Bible teaching church. Forget about these churches where pastors are doing their business now. Things have become more evil with coronavirus. They're now pursuing money. The 
milking you. They want to do things as possible. They're not even caring about your safety in the church. Social distancing, washing of your hands, sanitizing what? They're risking you. We have seen cases where pastors, bishops have died from corona by infection from church. Members have died. They're not caring about you. So maybe you are in that kind of situation where it doesn't seem hopeful. Uh, everything, the marriage is not seeming to work. Jobs, maybe your husband lost a job. You're the one working. Or your wife lost a job. Or you don't have a job. You're stomaching now. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're looking at your own life. You've gone back to sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Things are not working. But the Lord is saying that there's a river that flows from the presence of the Lord. And that river is the latter anointing that you see is raising cripples here now. You know, it's a very powerful thing. For one cripple to be raised from the dust of the earth. In Israel, when that happened, it became a national debate, a big conversation. But in Kenya, during the coronavirus, the Lord has already used the two prophets, has used me from Nairobi to decree. And more decrees have been made even yesterday. And more than 36 cripples have gotten up from the dust. If you watch them before healing, they will crush your heart. So that life-giving spirit of the Lord, is available to you also. And so if you want to receive the Lord and start anew, you can always seek our phone numbers to find a Bible teaching church. But for now, we're having online church because our numbers are too big until the vaccine comes. We don't want to lose anyone. Don't want to lose the bishops. We don't want to lose the pastors, senior pastors. We don't want to leave their wives as, uh, to become you know, widows or their children orphaned. So we have a very powerful service going on. It's global. We are always number one on Twitter. It's big. It's global service. It's a global service going on three times a week. Yesterday there was one, and it's very late. We can direct you there. You simply sit in the comfort of your home. You connect it to your TV, and you follow the teaching of God, teachings on righteousness, teachings on holiness, bringing back life to you where there was death, and the anointing of God will restore you no matter the condition. So if you want to receive the Lord, please... uh, just repeat after me before I close down this broadcast and give it back to the studio for your lunch hour worship. Say, mighty Lord Jesus, tonight I repent. Today I repent totally from sin. And I acknowledge that I need a refreshing from you. I need the river that comes from the presence of God to flow into my life and my family, into my Christian salvation, and replenish my life and renew me and revive me and wash me and purge me and purify me give me a renewal of life regenerate me give me a new being a new creation that I may now look forward to the glorious kingdom of God that is coming I abandon all sin in the mighty name of Jesus today and I take you Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior and I ask you Lord Jesus to anoint me with this river Let it replenish everything that has died in my life, my job life, my Christian life, marriage life, family life, my children, and everything around me, that I may see the newness of life that you promised in the Bible for this hour. Today, I have received you in my heart as my Lord and Savior, and in the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again. Amen. So if you have said that prayer, then just know that the Bible says, Behold, you are a new creation. You cannot go back to sin. Just ask around. You can go to the web and look for Jesus is Lord Radio, this very station that you're tuned in. 
you'll find contacts. You'll always find contacts and you'll join different groups so that uh, the startup groups, the new groups, there will be bishops and pastors working with you in those WhatsApp groups. And then when the services come, you join us in the global services. Global because China, Australia, Europe is trending in those countries number one all the time. You know, it's, so everybody's aware now. Join us that we may prepare for the coming of the Messiah. So thank you so much. I want to give it back to uh, Senior Pastor Matthew. I ask that if he can, let him pray, let, let, let him uh, rather play. Let him play for us these wonderful worship songs that may, be encourage, may encourage you at workplace, like uh, the Servant King, I See Grace, you know. Those are very powerful songs that really will help encourage you that have received the Lord. May the Lord bless you, and as you go back to your offices, Jesus is Lord. Thank you. The Messiah is coming. Always be ready. Be holy. Remember, without holiness, nobody will see the Lord. Thank you. So that's enough.